So today on the Dog Talk podcast, we have two FOIA legends, certified, whatever you want to say, these are two FOIA legends. First up, we got when he retired, I don't know, maybe still now. Nah, I think Free might have passed you. I'm just saying. Uh, <laughs> he retired with seventh all time in scoring. He uh, he also was, he's also still the assist leader and steals leader at Georgetown. Started every game in his Georgetown career and also shot the ball a whole lot. God damn, boy. <laughs> <laughs> 1,569 attempts. Only second to <laughs> Reggie wins. That boy wasn't playing. <laughs> Kevin Braswell. Appreciate you, big dog. Man, I appreciate you for having me, man. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> and now we got my man, my man, one of my big homies that always looked out was since high school was the top dude in the area, Oxen Hill. To me, arguably the greatest high school team that I saw. Um, he came to Georgetown, got to work right away. By the time he was a junior, he was one of the best players to ever step through Georgetown. He was a, a parade All-American. He was 20 and 10. His senior year, probably one of the best statistical years in Georgetown history. Uh, ended up being a first round draft pick, lottery pick for the New York Knicks, none other than the man himself. Big Mike Sweetman. What's up, fellas? What's up? Thanks for having me, man. What's going on, brother? Appreciate you. Appreciate y'all boys coming on here, man, for real. We need y'all. Yep. We do. We need y'all. Man, man well, I'm just, I, I was so hyped when y'all started doing this. I swear, I was watching. Because I was, hey, Free, I saw you at some of the games, man. Right. And, and because because I was finishing up school. But I was so happy when y'all did this, man, because I there's a lot I want to say. Okay, great. All right, let's kick it off then, man. All right, so we're just gonna start like this. All right, so what is y'all uh, best or most vivid memory as a Hoya? Whoever wants to go first. Hey, 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 Mike! Got my, my, we got KB first, and then Mike. Let's let's synchronize this. All right, okay. yeah. That's how we we'll go. So. So my 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 best moment was probably, man, I think I probably think the Sweet Sixteen game when we uh, that was my first time going to the tournament uh, when I got there because Big John retired um, halfway through my freshman year, so I had uh, Eshrick that was my coach and um, it was the first time we actually had made the tournament. So playing against my, my guy Juan Dixon at the time, Steve Blake, Drew Nicholas. I had I had a lot, Terrence Morris, a lot of those guys, you know, and and it, and it was a game that I thought we should have won, but we just we didn't win. But it was it was a it was a great moment, I think, for not only just not only just myself, but for the for the DMV itself with Maryland and Georgetown playing each other at, you know in that moment because that hadn't happened in a long time. Right, right, right. And I you know what it's funny that you mentioned that I remember that game, man. And I ain't gonna mention no names, but one of y'all guys on your team really laid an egg out there, ain't do nothing. That's why <laughs> I'm keeping it real. I ain't gonna mention his name because I love him to death, but nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Mike. So pretty much, man, I'm gonna have to piggyback off him, man. Uh, the same thing for me. That was uh, that was like pretty much my favorite moment. I mean, I was a freshman, you know what I'm saying? So I was in there like a, you know, there in the headlights. So for me, man, it was a you know great experience. Sweet Sixteen as a freshman, um, playing. You know, I had a good squad, and like for us playing against Maryland. Which is the rival. So me, it was personal because they didn't recruit me. So I right. took that was, you know, that was like one of those, you know, games I kind of had. I wanted to take personal, but uh, just for me, it was more so this area, the, the love back home. It was crazy. Like I hated that the game was in L.A. It was so far away, but just 
callback right. man everybody was so hyped so excited about it you know I mean, sadly we lost but um you know what I'm saying that was definitely one of one of the best games one of my best memories of being in Hawaii for real, for real. Okay, yeah, yeah, that was yeah, man. That's crazy. How are you gonna have us in Maryland on the West Coast, and they knew that we could <laughs> meet up? You know. Yeah. yeah so that's all good. All right. Three. What lessons uh, were imparted upon you at Georgetown that you've carried since? <laughs> man, uh, I, I I'm gonna keep it real. I don't really know. Cause, cause, I, I'll be real, and when I say this, I felt like I learned more out of out of Georgetown when I actually I learned more on campus. You know, being a student, you know, interacting with a lot of a lot of different students from different different backgrounds, different cultures, uh, and that helped me with my European career, to be honest. And and it probably is what made me live in New Zealand for nine years before I coming home now. But yeah, I, I think that's what I learned there. As far as the basketball part, I'm keep it real. I felt like I learned a lot more when I um. When I got to Europe, that's when I got. Re- I really learned how to run the pick and roll when I got there in my first year. That's true. I, me too. I had no idea how to run a pick and roll when I was at. Well, see, y'all, y'all got to play though. Yeah, see, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a little different. It's y'all got to play, so you know, y'all got to you know do things and and kind of play free. It wasn't no pick and roll in the Princeton, man. It wasn't at all. Princeton. <laughs> we kind of had to get in where we fit in in that joint. That was kind of how it went for us. <laughs> what about you, Mike? So for me, um, I think uh, for me, I kind of learned uh, like a work ethic, you know, just working hard. Like, you know, in high school, I kind of had like a little, you know, I was like a slight talent a little bit than everybody else. So I was able just to get by on my talent. Whereas when I got to Georgia my freshman year, I had to drop like 50 pounds. I had to like really work hard. So my three years here, I had to like really dedicate on just learn how to eat, learn how to work hard, you know, that type of things. But kind of like piggybacking off what Kevin said, um, I think for me, you know, grow, you know, growing up in Oxon Hill, uh, going to Oxon Hill Public School, um, I've never really been around, you know, Asians and whites like that. So for me, that was a whole new world for me, man. So it kind of taught me how to deal. Like now, you know, what I'm saying I'm at all Jewish schools right now. So it taught me how to, you know, be diverse and like really how to, you know, you know, be around those type of people because like I was around, you know, African Americans all my life. So this that was definitely kind of just showed me how to talk to them, how to interact with them. It's like, you know, I, I didn't know how to do that. I was never in that experience before. So that definitely uh, changed a lot for me. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, you know, it's a funny story that you mentioned about when you came into Georgetown your freshman year. Both of y'all probably don't know this. <laughs> but when y'all come, when, when Mike was coming into Georgetown his freshman year, I was actually at John Thompson basketball camp. The overnight <laughs> When you were when you were coming in as a freshman, I remember you walking out the gym. You know how you got to walk from the downstairs weight room to come out the gym. Yeah, and I remember seeing Mike. I'm like, man, Mike, look about two ten over there. <laughs> <laughs> I ran the shit out of me that summer, man. Man, what? <laughs> oh, we never know what's going to happen with Big Mike if he coming out like this. <laughs> Might be one and done. I remember that. That's vivid. I remember that. I was I was part of the John Thompson. Uh, Basketball camp, the overnight joint they had back then. Okay. Yeah, man. So that's crazy. I remember that vividly. That's crazy. Yeah, ain't that wild, man? <laughs> he was making me feel old, this man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This this for Kevin. All right. So, what impact did being in sports have uh, have on you growing up? 
Man, if I if I didn't have sports and y'all know where I'm from, if, mm. if I ain't had sports, I know where my life was going. And it and it and it took a, a moment where I ended up going there. Big Mike could tell you, man, I, I had the whole hood on the campus. And <laughs> and, and and they and they uh I mean to the point where they was walking around campus, which was funny to me, you know, and, and so I know where my life would have went if I didn't have sports. And I just think basketball teaches you so many different values it teaches you discipline all the things that you need to succeed in the world when sports is all is over you know we learn that through sports and that's our that's our life you know from the time we let's say six seven years old that's all we know but it's teaching you the values and the discipline in life that you need to succeed anyway yeah i 100 percent agree man. I agree with you. yeah I basketball agree. has always been the biggest teacher or metaphor for life experiences for me yeah, it wasn't me like I was a street kid growing up or you know what I'm saying? I had to learn stuff on my own. I had a family, and I was fortunate like that. And basketball became my teacher. That's how I saw everything. That's how I broke down everything. Basketball was, you know, the way for me find your confidence. That's funny we talking about this because I remember, like, a lot of people don't understand this. When you an athlete, you don't get to hang out all the time. Right. At all. You don't get to hang out. You don't get to party. So when you don't do get to go to a party, you kind of a little awkward at first. Right, right, right. Yep. You don't know if yeah. you're right. You don't know what's going on. It's a very you can't, old time. But you can't dance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All that. So, but because you a basketball player and people know you, you kind of got, you know, your confidence will grow after a while where people start saying what's up and all that stuff. So definitely basketball has been a teacher, I would say. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Um, this one's for both of y'all. Um, we'll, we'll start with Mike. Um, why Georgetown? Uh, I think for me, uh, it was weird. A lot of people don't know this. Um, I committed to Georgetown my sophomore year in high school. Mm. Uh, Big John came to one of my games. Uh, we was playing Gonzaga. Came to the game like on like during the weekday. And then on that Saturday, I went on an unofficial visit. Just, you know, me and my pops, moms, and him. Just sat there and met. And we just talked. And he was like, hey, you know, you come here, you can be on that wall if you work hard enough. So I saw the wall. So I was like, all right, I'm coming here. Right. So Bo was kind of confused. Like, hold up, man, you ain't gonna think. My father was gonna be like, yo, like, chill. Like, think about it for a second. I was like, nah, I'm gonna be on that wall one day. I'm determined, you know. So it's those things. I'm home. I could be able to stay home. Friends and family could come see me play. You know, I got a chance to try to make myself in that wall. So for me, I was like, all right, it is. Right. Right. So it was written in stone for you. It's a big man school too. Right. right. You know, all the tools you get, all the. Man, that that was perfect fit, and it's at the crib. Uh, yep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? Like I, I, that's I, why I committed so early. <laughs> yeah, right. I, I mean, it's no other choice for real. Man. So for me and free, we guards. You know, and we as Georgetown is traditionally known as the city. You were lucky enough to go right after Victor Pays and Thompson, so we kind of felt, you know, you kind of that, you know, that energy from the guards. What made you, and, and then I'm assuming you got recruited by Thompson and his, his, uh, his, yep. his, his staff. What made you decide to go to Georgetown, knowing it's a, traditionally a big man school and it ain't too many guards that really got off? Yep. I'll t- I tell you, it was, so my, my last, I think, five schools was broken down from, it was Clemson, because Rick Barnes was at Clemson, mm-hmm. but they had Terrell McIntyre. Right. He wanted he wanted us to play alongside each other, two lefties or whatever, and I didn't want to do it. I wanted to start my own, you know, have my own chance to start as a freshman. Then it was Cincinnati, and and that was 
when I think back, it's time. You know, I would never change what happened, but if I would have made that decision, I would have went to Cincinnati. And the reason I would have went to Cincinnati is because they had a hell of a squad. So it wasn't like they were rebuilding. I mean, you, if you remember this time, uh, Steve Logan was the PG wow. before Skinny, and he was tough. Yeah, so they took was- Steve Logan. After I signed at Georgetown, they took Steve Logan. Because I was going to uh, – Bob Huggins came – I was at Maine Central. So Bob Huggins flew up to Maine was like, man, what you trying to do? And, wow. and y'all, know how, y'all know how Bob Huggins get down. Right. So it was, it, was, it was more than just a scholarship. Right. So it was, it was good times. Right. And, and, I, and it took a lot for me to turn that down. But John Thompson and Mike Riley came up to – I was playing at a prep, uh, a prep school tournament in, um, somewhere in Boston or it was even uh, Connecticut. I can't remember where. But Big John walked on the floor after, man. And y'all know, know how this is. He put that arm around me, man. was like, what you going to do? <laughs> <laughs> and it was a wrap. I went back to school. Yeah. <laughs> I, went back to school. I went back to school the next day and I committed. But the, but the biggest thing was it was because I, my mom had never seen me play basketball. So nobody really knew that. So the only time my mom ever kept caught a game was when I was in college. Wow. And that's what, that's what drew, drew me back to coming back to back home where they was 45 minutes away. Right. Right, right. But the but the but the systems, you know what's funny is like you say that with uh the guards and stuff like that. When Big John retired, it was it was it was different, you know, mm-hmm. and nothing against Craig, but, but it was different. It was it was different because the guy that you went there for, right, you know, and, and that the, the Hall of Fame guy, you I was it took me about two months and then we were doing it was during the season, so you gotta imagine it. It was right before when Biggie's play was about to start. That's when he did it. And, and when he did that, I mean, I had the assistance there, but it still wasn't the same feel as the father figure I was looking for. You know what I'm saying? So, so that's why I took all them damn shots. Because <laughs> you're right. I saw Vic. I saw A.I. Lee. Kenny Bruner just threw himself out of there. So it was, it was my time. I'm getting them up. No question. <laughs> I mean, you shot. I mean, especially for you shot the ball well too. It wasn't like you were jacking and just hitting the side of the wall every time. It just depended on the game, though. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. Yeah. So, Mike, um, can you recall what it felt like to be amongst the top uh, in an elite draft class? Yeah, nah. For me, man, that was. That was that was like a crazy time, man. Cause like, man, like you knew, like for me, like I kind of knew, like I, I, people think I'm lying, but I knew Dwayne Wade was gonna be a star. Cause I saw him like in that tournament, I was like, yo, this dude is nasty. So like, you see Dwayne Wade, you knew Chris Bosh, uh, obviously Melo, you know what I'm saying? Played against him many a time, you know, was five, like four. I'm sorry, like three or four times during the year. So I saw what he was about. Uh, obviously, Braun is Braun. Um, so man, that. That class was it was it was crazy, man. Um, Nick Collinson, David West. I mean, it was, was Kirk Heinrich in that class. Yeah, I'm sorry, Kirk Heinrich, uh, yeah, TJ yeah, yeah. Ford. Uh, man, it was it was Ooh. a crazy class, man. So like, just you know, leading up to the draft, man. You know, just being around those guys, just watching it, like, damn. Like sometimes I had moments like, wow, I'm really a part of this. You know what I'm saying? So, right. man, it was like one of the craziest times. Even still now to this day, man. When I when they talk about the draft, obviously my career ain't turned out the way I wanted it to, but. You know what I'm saying? Just to be drafted nine in, in, in the names, you know, with those guys was just an amazing experience, man. So, for me, walk across that stage, being able to share that with my, you know, mom and dad, man, you know, somebody I'll never forget. Yeah, that's legendary right there. I'm going to ask you something about that, though, Mike. I got a question. Yeah. 
it's actually pretty funny that uh, that year, my first one of my first Georgetown games was the game against Syracuse at Georgetown. That was probably one of the best games I've ever seen, like college basketball games I've ever seen, just because like you literally was unstoppable down there. Like, and mind you, Syracuse is playing zone, so he down there just killing them people down there. It was against Melo. Yo, it was nothing they could do. It, it was. It was probably one of the best experiences. Yeah, we were up. We were up, actually, and all of a sudden, man, Melo went crazy. <laughs> I remember that game, yeah. I was at that yeah. game, too. He got a steal. And then he did the pullback. back on Tony. And then he did the... took <laughs> two hands. I remember and, that. Oh, my God. Yeah. I remember that. <laughs> That's what I knew was different. Hey, but, Mike, I got a question for you, dog. So, you yeah. get drafted, and I remember, because I'm, you know, I'm, I'm really, like, in basketball stuff. I remember vividly. You on your Converse lineup with D Wade, Kirk Heinrich, and whoever. I can't remember the other guys that want to line up. My uh, Chris, Bosch. Chris Bosch was on that. You still yep. got that ugly ass Converse? <laughs> I do, man. I ain't gonna front. I still got them joints. <laughs> hey, you know what's crazy? And them joints used to hurt my feet like crazy, man. They had to, bro. Man, <laughs> but I was just so pressed for that paycheck, man. I ain't kidding. Right, I already know. <laughs> Shoot, I throw in the K Swiss anything, especially. <laughs> Man, those joints is horrible though. They was horrible basketball shoes. Man, I remember. I was like, <laughs> got to do something with that. Man, <laughs> KB, this one's for you. Um, you know, you know, just tell the people, uh, you know, where you played, your journey. Uh, you know, once you left Georgetown, uh, what you, what you did. So, uh, give it the so when, so when I yeah so when when I um. It, I'll start back at Georgetown. So our senior year, my senior year, Mike's sophomore year. Was it Mike's, Mike, was that your sophomore year or junior year? Sophomore. Uh, sophomore. Yeah, so, sophomore. So it was Mike's sophomore year. We we were like 20 and like, I want to say 11 or 12. And Boston College was like 18 or 19 and like 13 or something like that. And Boston College ended up making the, with Troy Bell, Boston College ended up making the, making the tournament. And so we missed the tournament. I was like, all right, we're gonna go to NIT. I'm gonna be straight, whatever. Uh, at that year, before that year, I was ranked I was like 50 something or whatever. And I, I was trying to leave school, to be honest with you guys. I was trying to leave. I was gonna leave after my sophomore year. You know, right. when Big Mike went, and then, and then they were talking about Big Mike coming, you know, I'll be better next year and whatever. And, I, and it was, it was a way better year for me as a point guard. I didn't take as many shots when Big Mike got there. I still took shots, but I played more like a PG. That's what they were saying they wanted they wanted to see. <laughs> Time out. Mike got that look at Oh no, Yo. Hey, that's the hey, hey, hold up. No, before, you were chucking out there. Hey, hey, listen. Before before Big Mike got there, I was shooting 24 shots a game. When Big Mike got there, I shot 18. <laughs> 20 shots? Bro, I, I got 20 shots I know. one time my whole college. Yeah, career. I know. I know. I, f- I felt for y'all. I was like, damn, these, these two McDonald's All-Americans uh, going to play in that Princeton. I don't know how that's going to look. Yeah, <laughs> you might have shot about 15, 16, you know what I'm saying? Something like that. But now, nah, go back to your story. Go back to your yeah, story. yeah. And you, and you keep cutting me off when I talk about them jacking. I'm just messing But But it, uh, but what happened was that year, Craig basically decided not to go to the NIT because he was mad or whatever. So to keep it real with y'all, you know how the agents come around and, you know, 
you start talking to the agents, they give you the, 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 the credit lines and stuff like that. I ended up getting the Mercedes and all this shit. I just lost it. I, I, I start hanging out with the guys. I stopped going to class and all this stuff. And then I got out of shape. Mm. And Big Mike, I know this right here. And y'all know this right here. I didn't think I was going to have to go to Portsmouth. So my whole thing was like, I'm going to go to Chicago. So by the time I stop acting a fool in, in April, because it goes back to when y'all talk about, we ain't really, I party, but I ain't really, I lived like a college student that last year mm-hmm. and that last semester. And when it came down to it, they told me I had to go to Portsmouth. And I was like, damn, I'm out of shape. How the hell am I going to get through Portsmouth? And I swear on my life, the first guy I played against was John Linehan from Providence. <laughs> it was a wrap. <laughs> it was a wrap. <laughs> so John, John Linehan right now, if I ever catch him right now, he on my, he on my list because he stopped my, he stopped my, my pro career, <laughs> at least my NBA career. Right. And so, so I had, I had to basically go overseas, uh, which I embraced after about my third year. Cause I was, I was really caught up on the, man, I ain't supposed to be over here. And, and, it took me a while to really embrace being overseas and, and you venture out and learn things and embrace the culture. But my, one of my years over there, I made my mind up to go to vet camp. And I went down to Miami, man, and I swear on my life, I played like I had never played before. And ended up my first, game, my first preseason game, I had a, I had a game winner against San Antonio. And they cut me at 9.30 the next morning. <laughs> <laughs> I said, I said, that's it. That's it. So, so I played all around, uh, all over in Europe. You know, I played in some good countries. Um, And then I made my journey down here to Australia where I ended up in great, the lifestyle down here is just unreal. You know, it's summertime for most of the year. Like it's wintertime now and you can, I'll show you right here. I don't know how how you, how you took it. Oh, here you go. I'll show you this, this wintertime attire right there. Wow. So it ain't even, it ain't even cold. So what I've been doing down here, you know, I started coaching. My career's blossomed down here. I got to the highest uh, line of coaching, which was over here, um, the Australian League with LaMelo Ball, uh, RJ Hampton, and then played that. And I got fired after my first year of um, the higher league that I was coaching. I won two titles and made it to the championship game my first three years of coaching. And my last year, I got fired on a three-year deal after my first year. We were one game from making the playoffs. And me and the owner kind of had a little – you know, riffs here and there throughout the thing, out the season, because he was a first year owner and he wanted everything to be now, which as part of the business, you can understand. And I understand and I get it. So that's what gave me the opportunity to come back to Georgetown, finish my degree. And now, you know, look in the coaching realms over there. Right. So let me ask you this. What Was coaching always part of the, the plan for you or did that just happen because, you know, people saw a keen in you and opened your eyes to that? Well, I, well, well, I kind of think I started it. You know how you just you just get in the gym with like you you, you guys would have done it with the younger guys on your team, and you kind of helping them, you know, groom them along and making them better players. And I've helped a lot of guys out here become better. So I was like, damn, I may be okay at this stuff. And then my first year when I decided to retire, like it was like a week. I was just sitting at home, and and the best team out here had called me and was like, hey man, we want you to coach our team. You've played against us. We've never we've never signed for our team, but we want you to coach our team because we think you will be great at it. And so being a point guard, Chris, you would know this for sure, like being a point guard, it's in our DNA because we're always coaching on the floor. You know, right. so, 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 so it, it's just a, a natural transition to coaching. Right. Yeah, that's crazy. And, and I, I, I read something about you. Um, when you're playing in uh, Australia Museum, I'm not exactly sure, but one of these teams, you were a coach. I ain't never heard nobody do this. And he was a coach, and they losing the game. He's subbing the game. Sure did. 
That was my first year. And you know, you know what happens. Was that? I don't even know that's possible. <laughs> Yo, you know, you know what happens is is I was coaching the night before, and uh, we 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 had we had won the game. We had, no, we had lost the game, and I was like, man. And we had two guys on our team that was like starters that was sick. So the guys that was on the bench, I was like, yo, I'm, I'm better than them. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and at least in my mind, I thought I was. Right. And so who was the sixth man? It was me. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's crazy, man. I ain't never heard nobody do that in my life. He, turned, he took off them bucks and put on the joints and said, I'm out here. Man. Hey, hey, look. Hey, hey, Free, you, you working up at uh, DeMatha right now. I guarantee you be playing one-on-one -on -one with some of them kids. Oh, yeah, all the time. All the time. See? See? <laughs> Mike, you be on the same thing, Mike. Yeah, they start talking. Uh -huh. Oh, yeah, Mike be on it, too. Oh, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta let them know, man. They, I swear, but that's true, though, because you know you're always testing all your assistant coaches and all that. Yeah. Come out there and check, you know, I'm going to burn you up. You come out here with me. And I wish, I wish, I wish like hell when I was at Georgetown, any of my assistants would have tried it. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> they ain't want that, they ain't want that, they ain't want no smoke. Not that I work, they don't want that problem. Oh, right, right. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. Hey, that's why, that's why they need us on that. I know y'all, I, I didn't heard y'all. I didn't heard y'all. I'm telling you, like, Every school does it. I never heard you guys. Every school does it. Every school. Every school does. And what's crazy about that, everybody on this chat right now has, is y'all a coaching? All y'all coaching. I'm the only one still playing, but everyone wants to coach or is in coach and got involved with coaching. And y'all yep. are legends. We are legends in our own right. So it just doesn't seem, I don't understand where where's the disconnect, you know? Um, obviously, you got it logistically, you got to have your degree and all that stuff. KB just went back and hit, got his. That's major. Congratulations on that. Well, appreciate that. Mike, I think you got yours, right? No, no, I got, I got to finish. I ain't finished yet. Oh, come on, brother. We need you, man. Yeah. Come on. We need you. you know what? And, and, and that's that's where I want to, I definitely want to shout out uh, Big Pat for that as well, and Lil' Pat, um, because they basically, when I came back in last September, before all the COVID stuff happened and everything, I sat down with them. And it was Lil' Pat who basically got me in the door, you know, whatever. And he's been he's been great, man. Like you, like all of y'all know, like he makes sure everything's situated and stuff like that. So I gotta shout him out for that. But as far as like Big Pat, Big Pat took care of that for sure. You know what I'm saying? When it, when I made a decision to go back, he was like, "Say no more," you know. And they made it happen. And that's where I feel like, you know, it, it it's positive things. But I do feel like we can do more in the fact of we all. You guys were all Americans, Big Mike as well, Big Mike in the pro. We've all learned a lot of basketball that we can go back. I think the reason that so many schools bring back former players is because we've been through that experience that those guys go through. And I, and I, and I, and I, and, and you can hold them accountable. So living in them dorm rooms, we did it. The four hour practices, we did it. You know, not to take anything away from any of those other guys that are there. But what I'm saying is it's a different impression when you got guys, former players on staff. That's why every team does it. Right. Yeah. Right, 100%. And that's something that me and uh, Austin have been you know, making a part to, to uh, you know, an emphasis to say. Because look at the top programs, man. You can run them down. They all got former players. All of them. Players on yep. their staff, you know? And the teams that are struggling, they got everybody from everywhere else. Yep. You know? yep. And 
And that's something that's really been affecting us, man. I, and I so I'm going to piggyback on that, what you're saying. I think that made us look crazy, too, man. When Mac came out in the paper, McClellan, he was like, you know, there's no, you know, it doesn't feel like family. It doesn't feel like that. Like, it was like, we ain't had, like, Georgetown didn't really have a leg to stand on because, like, if you, but he's saying that, but then you look at it, it's like, wow, you people look at it like, okay, wow, it ain't no, you know, alumni on the staff. So, like, it make it look like, wow, is it really a family? So, like, it, it just looked all types of bad. It was really nothing nobody could really say. Can't say, oh, yeah, we take care of our guys. There are guys that's here to come back. So, it's like, it's one of those things that it did look kind of, when he said that, it was like, yeah, it I made it look real, all real kind of bad, man. <laughs> it did. It was, t- it was tough, man, because because I'm going to keep it real with y'all. Like, um. When, when, at Christian Free, when, when you guys were there, and uh, y'all remember this, when JT3 was there, and I used to want to come back, you know, because I was still playing at the time. I wanted to come back my first couple years. Jeff was there, whatever. You guys may not have been there. But, nah, I, but I remember. You play with us. You play with us. Yeah. And so, and so, so coming back, yeah. it was weird of how I had to go through so many loopholes to come back in the gym. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, damn, like, like I'm, I'm going to keep it real with y'all. Uh, Coach Burt, y- y'all remember, y'all remember Coach? It yep. was like, I was, I had to go through loopholes with this dude. Let me check with John and see if, I'm like, for real? Like, I'm, a, I'm coming back to help the program, not take nothing away from it. So Man. why would you not open your doors? Kevin Braswell want to come back to Georgetown. You should have a little, uh, a bag waiting for him. Opening doors if he wants something to eat, if he wanted, you know what I'm saying? We got to make sure, Big Mike, when he come back, what you need, Mike? How you feeling? How can we help you? That's that's the type of environment that we need to create. And Big Pat, yeah. and Big Pat did that. And, I, and I'm telling you guys, that's why, that's why beyond, the, beyond the thing about the staff and stuff like that, I, I know how it can be when, when you get a coach that, you know, he going to ride, the way Pat is, Pat a loyal dude, so he going to ride and die with his staff, which I feel that. What I'm saying is, I think it's time – put it like this. Man, I got four or five guys right now that's in the top 25 in the country that I could probably send to Georgetown. Three right. of – two of them from Baltimore. Speak about it. Speak about you know, it. You know what I'm saying? So, two of them from Baltimore. Kwame Evans Jr. is a kid that his dad is like that with me. So, right. there ain't no way we should lose some of these kids out of the DMV. Now, we need ties on – we need, we need Baltimore lockdown. We need, because we always got guys there. D.C., you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, like, we need those guys. If we keep a consistent, you know, like we keep the consistency with the, the guys that already had a chemistry, we ain't rebuilding every year. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Like, like that, that's, that's what I feel like. If, if, if all that, like, back in the day, Team Assault, Cecil Kirk, all those Nike programs, Adidas programs, the reason why it was easier for us to come in and go to certain schools and actually do well was because we, if we didn't play with the guys, we saw, we played against you. Exactly. So we knew your game. Right, right. And that's, yeah. where I think, that's where I think Georgetown needs to get back to because that's when Georgetown was great. Listen, man, we, can't, we, we ain't coming here to, to, to rewrite the books. We got to stick with what has worked for us. And then yep. Georgetown, even before y'all and, and in, the, in the future, the only thing that's going to work for us is we recruit Baltimore, we recruit the DMV, we recruit New York, we recruit New Orleans, Louisiana. And the whole east side, that's what we recruit. That's what we recruit. If we can get a mainstay, we can get a, 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 a main core of our guys from the DMV, or including Baltimore, 
and we can get guys from, we can get somebody from New York, we can get guys in that area, man, and we always get somebody from New Orleans. That's how the best teams, we've always had somebody from Louisiana and that kind of sector. So we got to get back to that. That's how we make our best, you know. Hats off to Ashanti Cook and Brandon Bowman, but they some West Coast kids, man. Like, we an East Coast team. Everything about us, everything that we preach and everything that we do, our whole style is an East Coast game, and that is a difference. (laughs) <laughs> and, and and it's and it's a and it's a big reason why you know like like because I look at Ashanti and, and and Bobo and 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 I say something I coach uh, I was doing commentating last year out of here and Bobo was out here playing man and that dude like stay in shape still looked great Tough. and that dude the, the praise he gave me after that game on live TV out here right and he's it, it was similar and I and and the crazy thing is man y'all I mean y'all doing this the the, the podcast and everything but we, I know Big Mike can say this as well we always looked at y'all as well. And, and 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 legends and when I got when I saw the two McDonald's All American I'm like man and then I played against you guys so I'm like man I know how tough y'all were right. you know what I'm saying and both of y'all should have been league dudes you know it ain't no question about it and and certain things happen where it doesn't it doesn't you know it always doesn't it doesn't blossom and it doesn't go into the, the direction we want it to go to but that's why I think having guys like us that didn't make it it right. humbles you it makes you learn things in a different way and it makes you process things in a different way. So by not getting that sometimes and being able to give that same, we know where our, fel, our, fel, our faults were. Absolutely. So by having that failure, me going back to school at 41 years old, I'm not going to let the kid fail right. out of school or something not go right in school. I'm going to make sure I'm on top of that. Absolutely. Individuals, I'm going to make sure I'm living in there making them kids, making them kids better. Right, right. And that's important, man. Like, you know, and that's why I think we, we got a chance to talk to Nolan. I don't know if you guys got a chance to see it. We talked to yep. Nolan and um, Kevin Durant a couple nights ago, and that's something that Nolan harped on. He really was adamant about how guys come back. And, they and you know, you're held accountable because you got Nolan Smith, who's a national champion, ACC played a year on the bench. You got John Shire, who's a national champion. You got uh, Nate James on the – I just named two DMV guys. You know, just <laughs> you know, Nate James and Nolan Smith. So when you got those guys behind you, it's no way that these kids can really fall off the wagon unless they At just all. unless they just blow it. It's the only way. Yep. Because these guys understand what you're going through. You understand that you ain't trying to go to that eight o'clock class tomorrow. They understand that you got a 10-page paper due. They understand that you're having girl problems, girls, because everybody yep. got several. I mean, yeah. <laughs> hey, tell her how it is. <laughs> so I mean, that's something that you can relate to, and that's something, and if, and if it's a person like KB, it's a person like Mike or Free, we can sit there and talk to you and be like, yeah, I remember when so-and-so, whoop-de-whoop, and they'll give you a different perspective. Yeah. So I always said when it was time for me to hang them up or whatever, I know because of what I went through and, and how I felt at the time coming into, you know, Georgetown and what I saw, and my failures, exactly what you said, that the next person that comes around, I know how to handle that. So if my sure. son... If my son wants to play ball and he's into it heavy and he's, you know, similar to me in some regards, I know how to handle it or have a better understanding. And that's important, you know, and I think, and I, and I like what Pat is doing up at Georgia. I really do. I yep, really do. I'm, I'm, I'm behind what Pat is doing. I just, my thing is this. If we're going to put our greatest Hoya up there as a head coach, we got to put some soldiers around him so don't nobody touch him. Don't nobody touch him. Don't nothing, nothing taint his name. That's how I feel about it. Because yep. I mean, for me, Pat should have a statue too at Georgetown. You know, totally. I, 
You know, he, he's just as important as, as Big John was to the program. What he did and what he, and, the, and the, just the momentum that came and the paranoia and everything that came with it, we don't want to tarnish that in no way possible. So yep. for me, putting the soldiers around him, making sure he got everything and making sure he's up on that, on that pedestal is, is important. It's important for Georgetown to succeed. You know what I'm saying? We don't want, we don't want our greatest to, to be failing. That's never, right. never, never, ever. And, and, and go back when you say you got two DMV guys on Duke. That's why DMV guys go down there. Absolutely. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's, that's, that's why it happens. And, and I feel like if we can get consistent at the local guys and getting, right. getting, getting, getting closer to them AAU, you, AAU guys, you know, like let's just, let's just say you, y'all had Kevin on here the other day and I was listening to that. Team Durant. Team Durant is run by his pops. But the right. guy who's really in charge of it right now, he's a Baltimore guy. Named Chu, Dwayne Watts, who came over from um what's the what's the what's the DC program? Um Takeover? No, no, not Takeover. So he right. just came over from there. So he got all the guys. Man, there's a kid from Philly. Let me tell you, tell you this kid named Sean. When I tell you Sean what? Two, I think talking about. Little light skinned kid, long arms. He's a guard. He's, he's a guard. He's about six six. And shoot the cover off him. Shoot, yep. When Man, I, when I, I know exactly. Listen to me. Me and True like this. So, so because he he watched me grow up in Baltimore. So it's a thing where it's like, man, the connections are deep that we all have. Right. And 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 when you have that, you gotta have guys because I don't want to get labeled as a recruiter. Right. I want to be able to recruit, but also pick my brain for basketball because I've learned from a lot of good coaches that I can actually help with the basketball and recruit. Right. You know what I'm saying? And, and that and that's how I want to approach it. But I'm I'm like, I got some offers now to, to do certain things, but Georgetown is where I want to be. That's your home. That's the home. That's the home. Right or wrong or however you feel when you come out of school, I don't care. Listen, when I came out of school, obviously I was not thrilled with how my career ended, even though you know I did what I was supposed to do. You wanted the, the whole point of going to Georgetown and that level is to go to league. You want exactly. to I don't care if anybody else tell you different, they lying. If they tell you they just want an education, they lying. You trying to get to league. You know what I'm saying? And when that and when that didn't happen for me, I was bitter. You know, rightfully so. I was bitter for for what? How free? It's it took a while for us to get over it. But right. once you get over it, you want to come back, man. Because you 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 don't want to you, you don't want it to, at the end of the day, your name is attached to that forever. You know, anything that our name is attached to, that's how I feel. Anything my name is attached to, they want to have a positive image with it. So, you know, I think that's why people want to get in and we lose it. So, I ain't with all that. Yeah. Go ahead, Free. Um, I mean, we, we're, we're pretty much on uh, on the topic right now. But so, um, what is it going to take for us to be a contender? Be right back in the top 10, and, you know playing in the tournament again. What is it going to take uh, to get back to where we want to be? I, I, so I was, I've been there. Like, so before it all shut down, I was actually in the practices, watching the practices and stuff. I was there in September when the team was built before everything happened, you know? Really? So I feel like, I feel like with Pat, what happened with Pat this year, I feel like what he did at the end of the season with them, basically six guys he was playing. Mm -hmm. was unreal now if if he would have been able to keep keep his whole team together and none of the, 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 the situations happened like they did I felt like this team being able to grow together for a year would have been dominant the following year absolutely so 
So, so that's where I feel like, you know, it, 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 there's a lot of work to be done because I got a chance to sit there and watch some certain things that happen and stuff like that. I felt, you know, but it's, I felt like that it was going in the right direction. I just think Pat got put in a, a, a shitty situation because now you look at it, he's rebuilding again. again. And, and, and we know that, you know, Tom, as coaches, you don't, Tom is of the essence. You know, you ain't going to, they're not going to look at rebuilding. They're going to look at the record. Right. And, and, and so it's going to be tough. And that's what I'm saying. It's like, man, we got to, it's just going to have to happen fast. You know, with all these six guys coming in there, seven guys coming in, it's going to have to happen fast. Well, I don't know if y'all did heard. I just found out right before we, we started this is that the kid Tyler Beard ain't coming next year. He going to prep. I heard that, and I and and I I kind of heard that before, way long before, because I don't know if his grades was right. So I, I mean, I'm not I'm not really you know I'm, I don't know all the recruits coming in yet, you know, but he's a big piece. Yeah, I knew that. <laughs> so <laughs> he had to fill that void somehow, some way. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, I, I, I'm really interested to figure out. I mean, I believe in Pat as a coach because I saw what he did, man. He had this kid Devon Blair. Looking like he's a, he could be an NBA star. Hooping. You know, so. Had him hooping. <laughs> he, Terrell Allen looked great. He held it down, you know. Yep. With the situation, yeah. situation he, he he did as well as any point guard, I think, especially with the yep. situation that was at hand. He really held it down. And, um, and a DC kid, man, Jamarco Pinkett, man. Like, like. It's funny. One of the, I'll give you guys a situation one time. We was in the, we was in the practice, and uh, he was, man, he was over for ages, right? And I had a little conversation with him, and I said, look, what is, what is Pat going to do? It, you really think he can't sub you right now? Right. So why are you putting your head down after you miss your first shot? And he, he admitted to it. He was like, man, I just lose all my confidence in the first shot. I said, man, let me just say something. You work on your game enough. I was like, you can shoot the ball. It's just having a little bit more confidence in yourself. I said, who gives a shit if you miss six in a row? Shoot the seventh one like you feel like it's going. And the next game, he came out there torching. Right. And, like, two games after that, he, he, he went on a little, a, a little tear at the end of the season. And, like, three games after, um, what's my man? Um, I love him. Kirby. The, uh, Kirby always bringing all the guys in there. Kirby, Kirby get work done. No, so Kirby, Kirby bring a lot of work done. Yeah, so Kirby. He recruits well. Yep, Kirby came to me. He was like, man, I don't know what you even told this boy, but, hey, if you can get him on the defensive end, let's, let's get in his ear again. <laughs> Tell him y'all gotta pay me some bucks though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what you what you think, Mike? What you think? Yeah, I think uh for me, so me personally, my opinion, um, you know, hope they don't get mad at me, but it is what it is. But I think um like you like I, I saw you talking to Kevin, I know you asked him about, you know, why he didn't go to Georgetown and stuff like that. So I think those top tier guys like DC, I mean DMV area, like, you know, we got some of we we pretty much ranking what top five when it comes to recruiting. Every year. And all that talent leaves our area. So I think for us, we got to repair that relationship with, with home, with D.C., Maryland, Baltimore. We got to repair that relationship. Because I know for a fact, it's a lot of people that's salty right now. I can't, you yeah. know, I want reasons or whatever. There's a lot of people that feel some type of way. So that trust and that relationship got to be built back with the city. You know what I'm saying? I, I can't sit here and say how we're going to do it, but some way, somehow, we got to build that relationship where, you know, the, the Mathers and the Paul the Sixes and National Christians and all those schools but they be willing to say, you know what, well, yeah, take my guys. No, you know, the, all the top AU teams. Yeah, you know, send them out. Take, make sure our guys stay home. You know, if y'all let me talk to y'all folks, you know, how can he go all the way out west? Like, you know, it's just 
stuff like that drives me crazy. Man, how are these top tier guys going from our hometown way out west? Like, so it's just we gotta repair that relationship with home. I think once we start doing that, I think sky's the limit. Because Pat is doing his doing his thing with the X's and O's and yeah. on the basketball court. I think it's more so just repairing that relationship with home, man. Like making sure, you know, we take care of our backyard, man. He's out of school, yep. like he said. These guys leaving from DMV, they going down to Dukes. You know what I'm saying? So mm. we gotta take care of home, man. Let's think about this, man. We since when me and Free came in in college, we was coming in. We were, I mean, we were all Americans coming in. The next year, we had Nolan Smith who went to Duke that year, and after that, we had Josh Selby. We didn't get a chance to get him. Cook. We had Victor Oladipo. We had Anthony Cohen. We had Markel Fultz. We had Trimble. Melo Trimble. We had it's so many talent, so many big time players that went other places and you know did what they were supposed to do. And we, and they, Georgetown was like being considered. And when I say that, <clears throat> it was a good point that Mike made that we need to repair our relationship with the DMV because I personally think after all Americans like my, myself and Free did not get to the NBA. Everybody else said, nah, we ain't dealing with y'all. Mm-hmm. I really believe that because we were the last All-Americans from the city to go there. Yep. And no guards ever came again. So there was a void that was filled. I'm not saying you got to play fantasy and can't be equal opportunity for all. You get these kind of All-Americans in from, the, from your, your city, you got you to do everything they can to, to get to where they want to go so you can get the next ones. You get the next ones. You can build a rapport with these people. You know, and um, I think that's – I really think that's where it missed. And not just saying that because of me, but looking at it from the other side now, I really think that's a key factor. I mean, we just – we lost a kid uh, – forgot the kid. Justin um, Justin Lewis. Uh, he signed a Marquette, right? This is a 6'8 – this is a 6'8 kid. Shea Evans is a Baltimore kid. These are two kids that are going to school next year. Shea Evans went all the way across the, the country, San Diego State. Mm. These both 6'8 wings that can, that can fill it up. Man, we had Josh Hart. Josh. Yeah. yeah. Sadiq Bay. Bay, that's Villanova. God damn, we had Scotty Reynolds. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Scotty from Virginia. Yeah. Sadiq wow. Bay from, the P- from PG County. Yeah. He's from I think. Wow, and that and that and that's where that's where that's where that's where that's where I feel like because you can be the greatest coach you want to be, but you need players. You got to man. I don't care what nobody say. Phil Jackson, Greg Popovich, Pat Riley, y'all had Hall of Famers. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. In college, Dean Smith, Mike, Coach K, all of them. They had Hall. They had big time superstars. You can't win without superstars. I don't get. I don't care how good of a coach you are. No, no way. Because you need guys to make plays, man. Yeah. You need guys to make plays. Out the window, you need somebody to get stopped. You need somebody to get All right. We're just going to go um, same Georgetown topic. Just here with the, you know, your top five, uh, you know, Georgetown players all time. Um, just five. If you want, we'll give you a six man. Um, but uh, your top five, Georgetown all time. True. You can include yourself if you want. And I would like to do it like this so we can mix it up. Kevin, you give your five. You give, you going to go, we go position by position. Yep. Maybe give a point. 
might give a point. Consider that either way y'all want to go. I want to see what y'all find. You can't have the same ones either. If you you know if we could do that, can you do that? No, no, no. I'm, so my man ain't my man ain't the first guy I'm starting off with, and he ain't go four years. There ain't no way I can't put AI at the point. Oh man, there ain't no question about it. So Mike, you might lose that. Mike, yeah, you sorry. go big. You go big. Let's go big, and then let me come back to the guard. All right, so instead, I'm taking. All right. Instead, I'm taking Pat. Okay. So you start the two, Mike. At the two, I gotta go sleepy Floyd. Okay, I can't be mad at that. Sleep. I have to. Cool. That's the ultimate bucket right there. All right. All right. I'm taking all my people's man. God. All right. I'm going back to power forward. I'm going back to power forward. Um. Oof. You can take yourself if you want, you know. Power forward. I'm going to go with Jeff. Mm. What you and Jeff, man? Jeff say you, you say Jeff. Right. funny, man. I'm going with Jeff, man, because, you know, Jeff Jeff did it all, man. Like, for me, I had the numbers, man, but Jeff won. You know what I'm saying? So, I'm giving him the edge over me because, you know what I'm saying, Jeff found a four. You know what I'm saying? So, mm. for me, like I had great numbers, but you know I didn't. It didn't. I didn't have. I'm sweet sixteen, but man, that final four, I got given a nod on that. Yeah, yeah. I can feel you on that, but he also had it more. He had a. He had more team. He had a better team, I think. Yeah. Yeah, he had a squad. Hey, we had two guys, man. Let's keep it real. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't care who watches. <laughs> yeah. Look, I just I just back Chris up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing my homework, right? I'm doing my homework on y'all. This is before Mike got there, and I came across a game. I couldn't watch the whole game. It was the Villanova versus y'all uh, versus Georgetown. And I think, shit, KB, you still had the number three on. Yep. And, and I was jacking that game. Yeah, he was. But, uh, <laughs> but the game literally started off like 17-0. Yep. 17-0. And other than Kevin, I don't think I was too comfortable with anybody else having the ball. Okay. <laughs> I'm not even in front. And, and we got Kevin Girl with some really some wild stuff going. Boom J, Boom J. Oh my God. <laughs> Turn around later. <laughs> My man KB tried to throw a bounce pass at a double team corner, smacked out his hands. Oh. <laughs> I was like, damn, it's out here. You know, so uh, yeah. hey, <laughs> y'all wanna know what's funny? Is uh my man, my man Aunt Perry, right? So I oh, so I call like my man Aunt Perry. And I and I say this right now. Remember, Aunt Perry was number one player in the country. I know, I know. Mm -hmm. I know. And and I'm gonna keep it real with y'all. I feel like if Aunt Perry would have went to a system, number one, ain't have a guard like me with the ball in his hand all the time. But number two, if he would have went to a system to play in like what you guys played in with JT3, and probably would have been way better. Nah. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> ain't no way, Slim. <laughs> nah. Nah, dog. KB, I, I wish you, man. You you my OG, but I can't, I, I can't buy that one. I can't hey, he, hey, he, he was a guy who was used to playing off of a, out of a system. He <laughs> wasn't a guy like when, when he was at St. Anthony's, he was playing in a system and he had a PG that was just feeding him the rock coming off screens. Yeah, but that was in Georgetown. Yeah. Not yeah. In Georgetown. 
Right. I'm passing. I'm passing to the wing. I'm cutting through to the opposite corner and staying there. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, anybody that and I, I, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying in the system that was really more organized and conditioned for players to be in there. You know, I don't know what they call it. Not accidental basketball, where you had to actually know where you're gonna get your shot. He would have been better in that because when I watched the game, I also watched the game with uh, Mike play his as a freshman when y'all played at Rutgers, and yep. I watched this game and I saw that and I saw that he didn't really have a flow out there. He was always just trying to hustle and just try to figure it out. So, uh, yeah, Anthony Perry. Yeah, yeah, it was tough. It was tough, man. Because I like I I because I, I watched him in high school and I was like, yo, this dude is the truth. Right. And I and I'm gonna keep it real with y'all. Y'all, y'all know we don't do a lot of individuals at Georgetown. At all. Let's keep that real. So at that's that. All. Let's keep that real. So nobody's game really gets that much better. No. So no. so what what really happened with Aunt Perry, I think, is that year off was a struggle. Right. You know what I'm saying? So so I think that red shirt year really hurt him, and and, and that's what I think happened to him. But but to go to my, I ain't gonna finish. I'm we gonna finish out by our, our squad. To go to my three throwing three man. I see. I could put free right there, but free you was a two. And yeah, I was if playing I, if, out of position. I, four years. Four years. <laughs> <laughs> so, so no, free so, played the three though, for real. But free was a two. Yeah, but he played the three in college. That's what yeah, I'm saying. Which I which is, which, he played out, which is crazy. Yeah. But see, I, I had the the real free I saw when he was playing in Italy. That's yeah. that's when, that when I was watching. Because I, I didn't keep – all the guys I love at Georgetown, I keep an eye when y'all go over that war. So, you know, it, it's it, – I watched Freeman do work over there in an offense where he can actually handle the rock. There was a time I was trying to sign free out here last year. Wait, before he retired last year out here. And um, he had already – he had signed. Huh? There's still a spot I'll still come over there. Hey, man. Hey, man. Shit. For your, for your talent, they'll find it. And the – um. The thing was, my, my like if if I'm really being who I want to, who in my mind is Reggie Williams, yeah, at the three, he's yeah. a be more guy, yeah, yeah. he I'm had game, yeah. I was about to say you might get some, you might get some, you might get some heat from the hood if you don't pick Reggie at the three. <laughs> <laughs> who you got, Mike? Sure, I don't care. So, cause like I'm gonna be honest with you, I, I was getting ready to say Reggie, so he took, so he took mine. So um, he took he took mine at Reggie. Make you taking my. You got you got the six man. You got six man though. So I'm taking I'm I'm putting Austin at the three, and I'm taking my okay. point. I'm putting Lump at the point too. Like that's that. that's real. This, this, this ain't cause y'all here. This is just, right. this is what I mean. Out of position again. Thanks. Huh? Out of position again. Thanks. Right. <laughs> see 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 his coaching tactics right now. He putting you back in that Princeton. Right. Man. <laughs> right. It's, it's small ball nowadays, man. It's yeah, small ball. It's true. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Right. Did we get hey. a two? We got a two from Mike. I no, didn't get a two. Kev, Kev you, you did all. You did all five. No, you I did. Didn't. I just did three. I yeah, ain't do my sentence yet. Five. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. So, so you didn't pick. You didn't pick my four. If I'm gonna go my four, I'm going with Big Mike. Big Mike changed my life. When Big Mike came, the game got easier for me. So I'm going with Big Mike at that four. Yeah, I like Big Mike at that four. I like that. And then, and then my five, my five would have to be Zo. He already picked Pat. I'd have to pick Zo. Damn, my two, my two was tough. 
Zoe, Zoe, Zoe was Zoe was talking. Huh? What was Zoe like? What was Zoe's numbers in college, man? Man, Zoe was tough. But Zoe had Zoe also had the Kimbe with him. Yeah, they were both. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, both of them, you know. Um, yeah. So, all right, so let's run, run down your team, KB. I got, I got AI, Sleepy, uh, Reggie, Big Mike, and Zoe. Mike, run down your team. I don't know. God. God damn. He took all my people. I still can't repeat, man. So, I don't have a dude. <laughs> <laughs> I should let me go first, man. Um <laughs> Man, hey, Mike, I don't know them old heads. <laughs> I don't. I ain't never seen them play, so I ain't gonna just go off the names. I'm like, man. Right. <laughs> I, know, I know Sleepy. I know Sleepy. I know Reggie Williams. I know that. Right. I'm had to go, man. I don't even want to have to do it. Nah, I can't throw his name out there right now. Nah, it's not the time. Um, <laughs> and for my two, man. Uh, yeah. That's crazy. Let's have my, let's two. I mean, all right, how about this? I'm gonna put this. This, this is my five. What I've seen. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put free back at the two, and I'm gonna put auto at the three. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take lump at the one, free at the two, auto three, Jeff four, and Pat at the five. That's what oh, I'm yeah. I like that thing. Yeah. 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 We bumping. I don't know. I'm, I got my hands full, but I'm, I'm gonna have to. I'm, I'm gonna. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Hope we have an off night. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Um, I got a question for both of y'all, man. As y'all are both legends of Georgetown and y'all have had successful careers after Georgetown and, and, and you know, now both of y'all are coaches. Um, how do you feel about Georgetown? How do you, how is it perceived to you guys over the years from, from people outside of the game of fans? When they say that you go to Georgetown, what is the overall perception for both of you guys? After you Me? Okay. Well, well, mine, my like the possession that people have now is most. You know what? When I'm over here, or I've been up, been around, and stuff like that, talking to people about Georgetown, because the last, last, let's say what, last time we went to the tournament was what, two thousand nine? Nah, nah. Uh, two thousand? No, no, no. We graduated eleven, so probably like 14. yeah, yeah, okay, fourteen. Yeah, fourteen, somewhere around there. Yep, fourteen. So, so that's six years ago. So a lot of people. Now, when, when people out here refer to Georgetown, they talk about Boys in the Hood and the movies that they see the jackets in. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, like that's because right. they don't, I'm going to keep it real, like, they, they show the top 25 teams out here all the time. Right. You know, and, and so we don't really get to see Georgetown a lot. So when I tell people, yeah, man, I went to Georgetown, they're like, oh, for real? Like, where is that? I'm like, damn. Like, but back in the day, everybody knew what Georgetown. When y'all was still going to tournament shit, everybody knew. Yeah, man, that's what that's <laughs> It's crazy to say, like, that joint was jumping when we was at school. I mean, it was 17,000 every night, you know? Yeah, that's and, crazy. And to see where it is now, I'm like, this, 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 like, I mean, this don't even seem like I have to go to school right now. Man, free on the court. That's free where he sit at. Free on the court. With, your, with, my, man, with my man Jarrell. Right. <laughs> when y'all was playing, they, them joints were sold out. Yeah. Early. Early. What you think, Mike? What you think, Mike? So I got I got two different perspectives on from people. So like the normal casual basketball fan, they like love it. Oh, they went to Georgetown, all excited. They love the Pat and the Zoe. Like I said, they don't talk about the recent stuff. They always go back to the past, like Pat, Zoe, Chuck, and all that. So like the ordinary just fan on the street, they love it. <laughs> but going back to what I'm saying, but back home and the, uh, the the local basketball people, they just ain't rocking. 
I'm just being honest. They just not rocking with it. Um, you know, some people like they fool with Maryland here and there, but the people just like most of the people's fans of the other team, they really ain't fooling with Georgetown like that. It is a bag. So I, and I hear the lot when I'm back home, I hear the lot like, man, what's up with Georgetown? Right. What's going on with this? What's going on? Like I hear it all the time. I just be like, man, like it's gonna get better, man. Just have faith. That's you know, that's my that's my go-to, man. So like there's two different distractions. Like, you know, in the in the basketball world back home, people ain't feeling too too, too you know, too good about it. But you know, the casual fan, like when I'm walking down the street and in you know in New York City or something, you know, I meet a Georgetown alum, they're excited about it. So it's just two different, you know, perspectives about it. So basketball, they ain't they so so, but just the average alum or this person walking the street, you know, they rocking. So Man, I feel you. And, and why I wanted to ask both of y'all that is because um it's funny. I was I wanted to get some, you know, I'm trying to re up on some gear. I don't know if the bookstore open and all that. And so <laughs> I just, but, but before you go. Why do you need to go to the Yeah, bookstore? go ahead and say that. Why do you need to go to the bookstore? There's, there's no man, shit. You got to get it how you live out here, man. First that, we need to go <laughs> on the wall, and then we need you to, uh, you know, go ahead and uh, get, you just get some stuff from, from the team. You don't need to go to the bookstore. And I, will say, and I will say that, I will say that, that, that when I came in there, I swear on my life, after the second day I was there in the practice, Pat told uh, my man, I forgot his name, that's always with Lil' Pat. But Big Pat told him, man, go get him some gear. Right. Okay. And he brought a bunch of stuff out. And even the next day, he brought, he brought me more stuff. Right. Now, I ain't going to lie. So, when I went up there, um, Pat, you know, Lil' Pat made sure I had some gear. It's changing. The culture is changing, man, for sure. Yeah. It's changing. But we need to take another level. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Sure. We need you got to get, you gotta get guys like us on them staff, man, because right. the connections is deep. Yeah. And... And and I'm and I'm and I'm saying it because we're around. You know what I'm saying? We've we've had the professional careers and stuff like that. But now a lot of us are coming back around. Some of the guys are still playing, but we're coming back around. Right. And 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 I think the more we do that, the more we're gonna keep a Georgetown guy at, in 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 the top top spot, the top seat. And if you look at it, we one of those programs like North Carolina, like Duke. We keep everything in the family. So. Yeah. Um, it would be very different. It would be a, a whole different look, even if we decided to go another route. I don't know how you know, immediately, you know, the fan base would connect to that because we've been one way for a long time now, you know? Yep. So to go out of that chain and go out of that family is a big risk. For sure. Know, and why yeah. I asked you guys what your perception was, because, so look, I called um, uh, Dick Sporting Good, right? I'm trying to get a little, wish I got in there. Y'all got some Georgetown stuff in there? Man, the dude on the phone said, Georgetown, who? <laughs> I was like, Georgetown, University Hoyas, basketball. You know what I'm saying? Y'all got what y'all got in there. Oh, we don't got too much of that, man. We might, you know, we got a little, we got we got some kids' t-shirts over there. I hung up the phone. Uh, it's crazy. Cause the bookstore yeah. the only place you can get it. That's crazy. Like the bookstore. The bookstore the only place and they got Nike stuff up there and stuff like that. Cause I had to go get my books. I was on campus. Right. But it it yeah, it just you just you you can't find it. I don't see no Georgetown stuff out here, but you know it's crazy, man, because you do see Maryland stuff certain places. You know, in Baltimore, it's all Maryland stuff. Maryland and the Ravens, right? You know, so I feel like DC. You looking at, you know, uh, PG County, you know, DC area. That, that needs to be Georgetown stuff in it. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. I mean, when we started coming back, it started what you know they started having gray out. You start seeing the We Are Georgetown shirt around the city and stuff and Georgetown and Pearl, they kind of, it's still, in, you know, they didn't gravitate and run with that as they should on the market side, but um, it definitely was coming back strong. Man. Yeah. 
Yeah. Take a dip, you know. Um, yeah, man, that's the reality of the situation we're in right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> what can you say, man? We yeah, got to right, keep right, right. <laughs> Hey, you know, you know what? Like, hopefully, hopefully it gets back. Hopefully it gets back to get better, man. Yeah, yeah. What y'all think? I gotta, yeah. What y'all think about kids having the possibility of 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 making money off of uh, while they in college? What's your thoughts on that? My my first thought is I love it, right? I, I love the find the things that we couldn't get because we all been in the dorm rooms hungry, man. but. But I, 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 I then think it's gonna water down everything else, you know. Like it's it's gonna make it tough for some guys, you know, because every guy ain't gonna be getting paid money. We yeah. know that, you know, them top recruits gonna be getting getting bread, but them other guys ain't gonna be getting paid like that. So now you're gonna cause a lot of friction between teammates, you know, and it's gonna be a lot. It's gonna be some. Pro, it's gonna be a lot of problems with that. I just don't see it being. If it's one thing, all right. Everyone getting fifty thousand or something because I don't know. I'm gonna keep it real with y'all, dude. I sat on a I sat on a Zoom call with one of my kids out here. He's six six, shoot, man, tough. It'll be a draft pick. But one and and I I'm quiet as kept. It ain't quiet as kept. I was trying to introduce him to Georgetown. Right. They ain't want a barb, so it was like all right, cool. But Merlin is heavy on the, on the recruiting trail, and he got all the top. He got seven schools in the top ten on him right now. Right. Now, he, we sat on a Zoom call with Mark Turgeon, and I'm sitting there listening to how these guys go about it. Let me let me put you down, put you guys down with something. So Mark Turgeon on a Zoom call, he's like, "Look, we had guys that were leaving here with about forty thousand dollars saved up. The way we do it is because they're off camp, living in off campus housing, we can kind of give them a certain amount of money each month as a stipend." For living situations, which they're saving, because every day at um at the University of, of Maryland, they get a red card that basically they can get in Whole Foods, all the on-campus joints or whatever. They get forty-seven dollars a day. Mm. If if they don't spend it, they it loads up the next day. It's still gonna be forty-seven dollars every single day. So they ain't never spending the stipend money. So he said he had to bring in a financial advisor because. He wanted to teach kids how to spend money and how to save. That's going to help us, our race for sure. And then, he, and then he also said to help them build credit. And when they leave, they put the apartments in their name, but they pay for it. Ooh, that's so, so, so imagine, imagine the New Zealand kid that I'm, that I'm got. He don't need to hear that because his parents, are, they, they got money. They don't really need to hear that. But as far as the financial parts and teaching you how to save money and invest money, Kids need that from where we're from. Yeah. And, and so when I'm listening to that, how do I tell a kid not to go to University of Merrill? I have like, sign me up, coach. You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, so before we even get into the money part of kids getting paid, Maryland already doing it. That's a great point. And you know what's crazy about that? It's like these, some of these top programs like Duke, you ain't never, you don't see too many Duke players struggling for some cash. They all got cars. <laughs> you know, I'm not trying, you know, I'm just saying they, they figure out a way to make sure all of theirs are good. For sure. And it's legal. Like everything Mark Turgeon was saying, it's not like I wouldn't be saying it if it was some illegal stuff because I wouldn't want to want to jeopardize his, his program. But it's legal how they do that. Right. And, right. and when a kid leaving there with 
let's say $38,000, $40,000 saved up before he ever walks into a job with, a, with, with no, you know, student loans to have to pay back, man, mm. he already ahead in life. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Already. You ain't got to ask for no money from your agent. You ain't got to ask for no money from your mama. You know, yep. what I'm you got, you can, you can do your thing, you know, that's crazy. That's crazy. That's some, that's some, that's some game right there for us. Yeah. Man, I, I've been on, I've been on like nine Zoom calls with the kid and ain't nobody even came close to what Merlin presented. That's some game right there, man. And that was before the basketball talk. Right. I would have been done right there. I'm good. Let's do it. You already know, cause we didn't get that experience. So first thing I was saying, I, I said to the kid, I said, hey man, look, you gonna go or what? <laughs> what's there to talk about listen bro, when it came to eating in college i was sneaking into the calf man the bank sure. account, bank account always had negative hundred dollars <laughs> boy it was a broke as a joke i had all i had some girls though but i was i was i ain't had no money we had like the meal after uh after uh after practice and you just see like yep. the whole team like loading up so you get tired of eating the same thing, man. You get tired of eating the same thing. Yo. And then and cause we always we always miss the snack joint. And then you know what's funny is Big Mike knew I had to uh manage Ron. Ron was hooking me up. Because if <laughs> I ain't had Ron, man, boy would have been growling, stomach would have been hollering at night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, bro. I used to sneak so, in that- Hey, shout out to my man Ron Grounding. Yeah, sir. <laughs> Ryan, that's the dude, man. <laughs> yep. You ever go? You two ever go to Vegas? Hit Ryan up. Oh yeah. Okay. Man, what? I, man, I it's free hotels every time I go. Oh yeah, Ryan. What's up, Brody? <laughs> Get us on the line. Nah, but that's what's up, man. Yeah. I, one, I just appreciate y'all coming here and really keeping it hundred percent authentic. Good. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. You know, and really dropping some game on us and, and, and just telling us about your experience. One of the reasons why we started this, to piggyback on what Mike said, is because Mac called us out, you know, and me, um, I felt a sense of pride, like, nah, bro, I feel you, but okay, let us do you something. Do that. You ain't just gonna do that. You know, we, we, we must be, it just, I just didn't like the way it came across. But I, I understood it and I agreed with it, but I was just like, nah, I don't need, you know, and that really is a turning point. So that's why we started this. That's why we need guys like y'all to tell these stories and the Hoya fans and all that can really hear how we feeling about this. And and yep. and it was crazy is most of the people, all the other the guys that play the Georgetown, it's a universal yeah. opinion. Yep. Yeah. Everybody's like the same type of feeling about it, you know? Mm. And uh that's that's something that's gotta change. We got a few more questions. Um, this is football for y'all. Uh, Mike, you can go first. Um, do you have any regrets or things you would have done differently? <laughs> Ooh, far as what? Uh, at Georgetown or just in general? Uh, nah, we don't want to go that deep. Let's go, George. No, 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 no. I'm talking about basketball. I know basketball. I'm talking about like far yeah, as basketball. basketball. Well, Georgetown? We we'll go from Georgetown. Yeah, Georgetown, like pro, like like that's what I'm saying. We'll go pro, Georgetown, uh, pro. We'll just both. We'll go both. We'll go both. Go um, as far as Georgetown, far as regrets, um, no. Nah. I mean, I think everything was cool. Like, I, you know, for me being a big man, there it was a, it was a sweet situation. Um, you know, I think I had a chance to leave after my sophomore year. 
but I, I stayed one more year, but it benefited me. So like now nah, I don't have no regrets as far as, you know, what I, you know, Georgetown, but I think when it comes to, um, you know, going when I trying to go pro, I think me being honest, you know, I would have made my own, I wish I would have made my own decisions on who I would have chose as far as like agents, financial people and all that stuff. So, you know, I kind of let, you know, people choose that for me. So right. for me, right. that's one thing I definitely regret. So I would definitely would have went in that another direction had, the own people around me that I trust, not whoever, not who they trust and who they wanted around me. So that's one thing I definitely would have changed, you know, 100%. <laughs> right, right, right. And a lot of kids don't understand that, man. You you know, you, you feel that a security blanket with people that you know, but that doesn't mean they got your best interests at heart. Right. You know, your financial stability. Um, everybody want to make money. We in America, well, well, uh, KB ain't right now, but shit, it's a capitalistic state. So dudes gonna have to do. <laughs> they want to make money at the end of the day, and yeah. uh, and I, I ain't mad at people want to make money, but you know you gotta respect what people have done for you. You know, I think there was a level of respect that's not always given in that aspect. You know, and yeah. I yeah, for me, for me, if if I had to say like if I regret anything, I I, I really don't. To be honest, I mean, because I feel like what, what I've been able to do is live, learn to live with the regrets. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, if you don't, if you learn from it, it it's okay. You know, like Big Mike saying, you know, the next time if he get into that situation, he'll make his own decisions. And, and, I, and I feel like, you know, as long as you learn from it, you know, it's not really a regret. It, it's, just, it's just a learning and it's part of the process. But where I really look at it is, Everything that happened to me at Georgetown only helped me better, helped better me as a coach. Because all of the mistakes that I made, uh, my shot selection or, you know, let's just say uh, not, not working out because a coach wasn't in the gym. You know, all of that stuff right there, I'm, I'm always harping on kids about now. You know, and I'm always making sure I dedicate my time to the kids to make sure that they, because we know how it is. It's a, it's a new, new day and age. Everybody want to live on the phone iPads and stuff like that. So sometimes you have to be that coach to say, hey, get your ass in the gym, you know, and, and that's where I don't have any shortcomings. I mean, my day starts at six o'clock over here with kids that I don't even have to train. I don't get paid for it. Right. What I get paid for is the coaching part with the professional team. But as far as the, the kids, I do that because I love to do it and the kids are willing to come in there every morning at six o'clock. So just like I got taught discipline at 6 a.m. getting up in the morning and doing it, I help them with it. You know, and, 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 that's, and that's stuff that, you know, I can't say that I regret any of that stuff. Only thing I can say is I've learned a lot throughout my ups and downs in my career, uh, being at Georgetown and stuff like that, that has only made me better as a coach uh, today. All right. And that's great, man. That's, and that's great to hear. Um, you know, I think that learning from your mistakes is the best way. You can't look at it as an L. You, got, you can't look at that L. You got to look at it as a, a learning experience, not a loss. Um, so, yeah, we don't want to hold you out anymore. I just want to ask you one last question, or actually not even a question. I just want to say to y'all, is there anything that you, both of you, want to say to the Hoya fans, to the anybody around? Because they're going to hear it. And, and, this is and this is our platform to express how we feel. Um, so please, please let us know. Please let the fans know what it is that you feel or if there's anything good or bad or, you know, any words of encouragement, wisdom, whatever you can, you know. Muster up. Big Mike, uh, you want to go first or you want me to go? Uh, I'll go real quick. So for me, yep. <clears throat> shout out to a lot of the fans that's, you know, still been, you know, loyal. 
you know, still been, you know, sticking by us because, like, you know, a lot of people, I mean, some people have jumped ship, but um, a lot of people still, you know, riding down for our team. And I'm, I'm part of the, the Georgetown group that's on Facebook or whatever. And, uh, man, games we lost, man, guys, you know, they talking, this 500 messages, they still supporting the team, man. So that, you know, that speaks volumes, man. I'm just hoping that at some point, you know, that, you know, say, you know, we can just get back to a place where, like you said, the Georgetown basketball is back to where it was back in the 80s, man. It was, like you said, you know, people on TV were in Georgia. So thank you to all the fans that are still sticking with the team, um, you know, because obviously, you know, with every way everything is going, a lot of people could jump ship. So just thank you all for just still supporting the team. And hopefully, man, we can turn it around. Right. Right. I'm just gonna piggyback right what Mike said. Like, I, like I, I, I see some of the stuff. I always people, people are always calling me and talking to me about, man, you, you, why don't you try to get on the staff and this, this, and this, and blah, blah, blah. But I want to take y'all back to, you know, I, I, I thank all the fans and everyone who continue to support. But even, even the people who are negative about it, thank you too, you know, because that's what makes people work even harder. But when I take you back to this moment, when Georgetown was special, and when Georgetown was was really elite and getting to those points and consistently winning when AI was there and stuff like that. You guys got to remember who all those assistants were at the time. Craig mm-hmm. Estrick, 22 years. Mike Raleigh, 19 years. Ed Spriggs, you know, was a player back as a coach. Ed Myers. And that, it, you know what I'm saying? Like, it ain't no yeah. – it's not rocket science, man. Right. You got to have them connections close to, mm-hmm. you know – the real, one of the biggest reasons I went to Georgetown was because my, my AAU coach had a great relationship with Craig Eshrick. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, Mike Raleigh was doing, doing some things. When you got there with Big Spriggs, you know, Big Spriggs was the funniest coach you ever had, man. But <laughs> it, 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 was, it was really – it felt like family there. And, and, yeah. and I'm not saying – you know, like, me going in there right now, it's a lot of new faces that you don't know. I, mean, I, I know – Lou Orr, because basically I got recruited by Lou Orr. But Pat has a relationship with Lou Orr. So I understand why Pat has him there. You know, but it's a lot of stuff that I do see. And not just saying this stat, but I'm just saying a lot of stuff where I think we got to get back to having those guys like that. So that it's not just a a two-year or three-year, you know, journey with a coach. It's like family that's going through the process with the coach and growing together as a family. So – you know, we all know what that, that blue and gray stand for, man. We, we lived it. We did it. We, we, we had those, those, tough, those tough nights, those tough days at the office. We lived in them dorm rooms where we talked about being hungry with no money. That's what kids want to hear when they talk to you. Right. And if we can do that, we're going to get that and build those connections like we spoke to about them AAU programs. We're going to be fine. I agree, man. I agree. That's, that's a great message. Both of y'all have been nothing but amazing uh, for you know, tonight and, and, and telling us y'all stories and expressing to you expressing how you feel about Georgetown and where we need to go. Um, I know coach, both of y'all are coaches, so I want to wish y'all the best of luck. I, Kevin, you said you had a game tomorrow, that's right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so we got the only basketball league going on right now. So I flew out here basically because my stuff there, I'm actually trying to buy a house from little Pat. But I told him, I say, Pat, I can't buy, I can't buy a house. I ain't got no job yet. Right. So, so I got my apartment, <laughs> so I got my apartment. you know. And everything said I bought a car over the, in the, at, at the crib. But I came back out here because I had a storage unit where I didn't even know what was in it. So I got to go through that. And I already planned to come back so my family could actually uh, – because my daughter was born here. Okay. So they could see her grandparents and stuff like that. But we come back uh, middle of – uh, first week of August. 
Okay. But this league that they got going on right now, it's only a New Zealand league, but ESPN actually running the whole thing because um, it's a five-week league, and it's the only basketball until the TBT tournament. Mm. Mm. And mm. so that's why they're covering everything. So this is the only basketball going on right now. Mm. Hey, let me ask you, what you thought about LaMelo Ball and RJ Hampton? Yeah. Yep. So I, give you, I keep it real. LaMelo Ball is everything that people are hyping him up to be. He is better than his brother Lonzo. He has more shit with his game. He's 6'8", can pass the – he has Magic Johnson passing ability. So, you know, when you get to the league, they need – they need – you need to specialize in something. And, and he – man, look, this boy – he – one play when he, he – he went and did a spin move and threw a behind-the-back pass, and it, it hit the dude. You know how – you judge passing on it. The dude ain't got to move his hands. He caught it right here. All right. He caught it, man, and banged the three. I said, look, that play right there, and then he – I mean, they, he had multiple triple doubles out here. And yeah. then we ain't talking about no league where it's nah, this, this league. Yeah, this would be top three leagues in the world right now because of the money that they're paying and the talent. A lot of these guys played in the, played in the league. Bogut was down here. So, right. you know, like, it, it's, it's a lot of stuff that's, go, that, that's down here. But R.J. Hampton is more of a guy who raw athletic ability, understands the game, but I don't think he specializes in nothing, in anything. He right. does a lot of things well. Right. Right. So I look at LaMelo Ball as a top two, top three pick for sure. So he's got a long career, a, a, a really oh, man. promising career. Yeah, he got a promising career book for sure. Man, man. What's up, Mike? How you feeling about your team this year? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, man, we, um, you know, I say, you know, I coach at D3 school real quick. So I know people know. I coach at Division Three uh, Yeshiva University. Um, this year, we would have, we probably was going to win a Division Three um, championship. If it wasn't for COVID, uh, we was twenty nine and one. We was mm -hmm. in the Sweet Sixteen. We was rolling, and um, so that um, that got cut short because of COVID. But um, we pretty much bringing back the same team except for one guy, one senior. And um, so our team was looking pretty good, and I think we had a good chance, man. So for me, it's like my real serious coaching job, man. Like so, it's been a lot of fun, man. I got into a good race situation with some good talent, you know, with D three guys. So uh, it's been a lot of fun, man. And guys, they work hard, and um, so yeah, we looking good this year. I'm excited about it. Good, man. Well, listen, best of luck to both of y'all. And please, let's stay connected, man. Let's yeah, stay connected. Y'all keep doing y'all thing, nah, too, man. for sure. This is yeah, good, man. man. Seriously. This is great, man. Appreciate it, man. Y'all stay connected and keep pushing, man. We rooting for all the hoys. No doubt. Same here. Hey, and I, and I ain't forget, like, I'm, I'm talking to one of these Australian coaches now, Chris, uh, and, uh, and Free. Like, they, the league is probably going to start, like, mid-November. So, if y'all got something before that, let me know. But I mean, I'll talk. To, there's one coach out here right now who he just got his team, and he got a lot of American guys that he that he's trying to talk to right now. So I'll keep y'all informed with him because he's calling me uh, tomorrow. I think it is. I'm a free agent, man. I just came off a year. I was burning them up in the uh, Champions League. I was 19 and six. I was pulling one of you, KP. <laughs> <laughs> you was probably hit. You you was hitting a high percentage though. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, man, so yeah, man. Anything we can do to help y'all, or anything we can do to promote y'all, let us know. Yep, yep. Yeah, same here, same here, man. Same okay. here. If I can help, I will. Definitely, all love, man. Y'all be easy. All right, all right you too. Peace.